introduction, I'm trying to try to find something interesting to say. Um, and in my escapades in Melbourne over the past few weeks, my attention that Natano Nama was in Yeshiva's prophet's time with Rabbi Gatsby. Because when I heard this, I went to Natano and I asked him some stories. I thought I'd get something interesting. But really, what he said to me is all he can tell me is that Rabbi Gatsby would come in early, sit and learn all day, and go home late. <laughs> That's all I could get out of it. Okay, um, could you hear me? Are you able to hear me? You have to unmute me. No, you have to unmute me. Yes. Okay, could you hear me now? Yes, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. <clears throat> okay, good evening, everyone. So, uh, one thing we both have in common is that it's either before or after our bedtimes over here. Um, good morning or good evening. Uh, seeing so many familiar faces, so I miss uh, our very good Chaverim. I want to uh, begin by thanking the Rimon Advisory for uh, giving me the honor and the privilege to share with you some Devei Torah this evening for you, and uh, to share with you uh, what, I, what I would like to consider a Pesach, an opening, to be able to appreciate this new Sefer. Uh, I want to start by uh, thanking Rav Gary Shapiro of the Remom Advisory. Uh, I remember when I came, Gary uh, picked me up and took care of me, and Rav Evan Widmont. Um, for also taking care of us in uh, Melbourne. And then, of course, to Lior, who really spearheaded um, this whole program. Thank you all. Um, it's really been an honor to interact with you and to, and to get to know you. And as a Hashem, look forward to many opportunities to uh, share Torah with you for many happy and healthy years to come. So this year is sponsored by the Rimon Advisory, and there could be no better... <coughs> uh, organization or 
enterprise to sponsor a shear and to establish a shear about the great Taner of Mayor than the Rimon advisory, and that's how I would like to begin um, this evening. Now, it's very interesting. It is Yaduo Meforsim. It is very well known. It's an established, almost an established fact that the great Taner of Mayor, whenever we encounter a Tana in Mishnayis, Rav Meir Oimer, that this Rav Meir is who we call Rav Meir Balhanes. He is the individual who the Svarim teach us is until this very day a wellspring of salvation and miracles for Klal Yisrael. Whenever Klal Yisrael is in a jam, so to speak, we could tap into the great merit of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is called Rabbi Meir Balhanes. In fact, we're going to start with Perak Dalit of the Sefer on page Chav Gimel. Rabbi Meir Balhanes is responsible to be oisen neflois gedoylois, to be able to be the impetus of great, great miracles. And what exactly is Rav Meir Zuchus that he's able to be the source and be Poyo Yeshua, so to speak, for Klal Yisrael? The Sefer M.S. Liakov, Rav Yaakov Shaltiel Ninyoy, writes something amazing. Rav Meir Zuchus was that he was Melamed Zuchus on Klal Yisrael. He always spoke favorably on Klal Yisrael. And, and therefore, because he always spoke favorably on Klal Yisrael. There is a interesting concept called Hamalamed Sanegoria al Yisrael Hakadosh Baruch Hu Anyone who defends the Jewish people, anyone who speaks favorably about Klal Yisrael, Hakadosh Baruch Hu elevates them. In fact, if you ever heard like a clip or a recording of the Kloisenberger Rebbe's Chusayagen Olenu, where he, during his private Shemayna Esrei, or even during his laning of Megillas Esther, he would spontaneously break out in crying and tears, trying to defend, trying to come up with some kind of merit for the Jewish people. And I just want to begin by sharing with you. The Benish Chai writes in two places, and, I, and I, when I saw this I was utterly astounded, that the most important Mitzvah, the greatest zechus that a Jew could achieve is to be melamed zechus on Klal Yisrael. It was a shocker to me. The Ben Ishchai writes in Parshas Kisis on the Sefer Aderas Eliyahu that being melamed zechus on Klal Yisrael is a bigger zechus. He says it's adif mitalmed Torah, even greater than learning Torah. We know how important learning Torah is. Learning Torah is the center stone, is, is the cornerstone. Of Judaism, the Salmat Torah connected Kulam. What could be a greater mitzvah than learning Torah? Nevertheless, the Ben Eshchai says greater than learning Torah is being Malamid Zuchus on Klal Yisrael. Ad Kach, to the extent where the Ben Eshchai writes in the Sefer Ben Eshchayel that when Chazal say B'makoim Shabale Tshuva Oimdim Ein Sadikim Gemurim Yecholim Lamid that literally in a place where the repentance stand in a place where a Baal Tshuva stands. The, the endearment, the love that God has to a Baal Tshuva is even greater than the makoim that a complete Sadik stands. And we usually understand that to mean that a Baal Tshuva, in a way, is more dear to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than a Tzadik Gomor. But the Ben interprets it as follows. There are two kinds of Tzadikim. There's the Tzadik who's the perfect Tzadik. And in his merit, Riban Shem protects Klal Yisrael. We'll call him the Tzadik Gamor. And then there is what we call the Baal Teshuva. Literally, it means the master of response. That whenever God has a taina on the Jewish people, so to speak, whenever the Riban Shem is upset, whenever there's a kitrug, an accusation against the Jewish people, these Baal Teshuva 
answer God. They say, Yibanisham, it's not their fault. They don't know better. They're not feeling well. They never learned. They didn't have the proper Rabbeim. Balei Tshuva, they give answers to God as to why the Jewish people are failing. A Baal Teshuva, someone who defends the Jewish people with Teshuvas, is greater even than the Tzaddik Gomor. So, that being said, says the Sefer Emes Liakov, Rabbi Meir, who was always Malamed's Chosan Kal Yisrael, he was elevated to the highest heights, where we call him Baal Hanes. He was able to effectuate miracles for the Jewish people more than anybody else in history. And what we would like to try to uncover this evening is where in the entire Torah and the entire Shas do we find any semblance of hint that Reb Meir advocated for the Jewish people. Where did he ever defend us? Where did he ever try to be Malamed Sanegori on Klal To the extent that he is considered the Baal Hanisim. But back to the Rimon Advisory. We're going to explain what does the Rimon Advisory have to do with Reb Meir. And that is as follows. Why was Reb Meir the one who was always Malamed Chusan Klali? So where did he get it from? What was the source of his power? So there's a great revelation of the Yalkut Ruveni that's brought on page Chavhe. If you don't have the Sefer in front of you, you listen to the recording after. We're going to cover a lot of ground in the Sefer. You go to page Chavhe. The Yalkut Ruveni brings on Parshas Bereshis, page 115, that what was the Shoresh of the Neshama of Reb Meir? What was Reb Meir's Shoresh HaNeshama? What was the root of his soul? The Yaakov Ravini says, Rav Meir was rooted in the great Malach Matachroin. He, his Shoresh HaNeshama was the great Malach Matachroin. Who is Matachroin? If you, if you look in the Gemara in Chagiga, the Gemara says, Acher, Rav Meir's Rebbe, why did he go off? What led him to go astray? We know ultimately Acher was what is called Katsatz Kitzetz Benetios. He sort of threw everything away. So when Acher through Kabbalah, elevated his soul to be Metayel Bepardes, to tour the mystical orchards of heaven, it says when he went up, he saw the Malach Matachroin. And what was Matachroin doing? He was writing writing the merits of the Jewish people. So Matachroin is considered the angel who always advocates and defends the Jewish people. Ad Kedekach, that the Yalkut Ruveni writes, then Metatroin, when we, remember when we say in Davening, Malach Echad Mine Elef, there's one angel that we have that's Malamed Chusan Klal Yisrael. Well, let's identify the angel. Who's the angel who's always Malamed Chusan Klal Yisrael? The Yalkut Ruveni says that's Matatroin. And says the Yalkut Ruveni, Rabbi Meir was, so to speak, a Nitzot, a spark of the Neshama of the Malach Metatron. And since Matatron is the great Malamid Chosan Klal Yisrael, and he is actually the scribe that writes all the mitzvahs of Masim Tovim on Klal Yisrael, and Rameir was a spark of him, therefore he had it within his personality and his, his essence to be the great Malamid Zuchus on Klal Yisrael. In fact, the Alkut Ravini says something incredible. We know we're going to come to very soon the Gemara in Erevin Yudgimel Amadbez. The Gemara says that despite the fact that Rameir was so great and his prowess in learning was, was so eminent, we never paskin like Rameir. We don't paskin like him. Why don't we paskin like Rameir? Because we don't know what the man is talking about. He's too deep for us. We cannot 
plumb the depth of his reasoning. Rameir is so deep. How deep was Rameir? So the Gemara says he was able to darshan 49 ways to be metaher asheretz, 49 ways to be metame asheretz. Rameir could look at any sugya, present 49 arguments one way, 49 arguments another way. What is the source of this ability, this capacity, to be able to to um, uncover 49 point of views one way, 49 the other? Says the Alkaravini, this is rooted in the word matachron. Matachron is memtes, memtes, 49, 49. And that, in fact, is why we don't pass them like Rameir. But coming back to the Rimon advisory, says the Yalkut Ruveni, if you look in the Gemara and Chagiga on Dab Tezvav this is on page Chavav in your Sefer, Rabba Barshila found Eliyahu, and Rabba Barshila asks Eliyahu, Nu, Eliyahu, what's the Rebbe doing right now? Eliyahu says, what's the Rebbe doing right now? He's learning, he's saying over the Torah of Rabbi Akiva and Rav Tarfain and Rav Gamliel and Rav Yeshua and Elio said, and what about Rameir? No, Elio says, Chas Vashon, the Rav is not saying one thing Rameir said. Rabbi Arshil said, why not? What's wrong with Rameir? So Elio said, because Rameir learned from Acher. So Rabbi Arshil says, what's wrong if he learned from Acher? You know what his learning from Acher is compl- uh, compared to? Remind Matzah he found the remine. He found the pomegranate. And he took out the inside and he threw away the shell. Rameir's learning from Acher is like learning from the remine. What does that mean to learn from the remine? You take out the inside and you throw away the shell. Comes the Yalkut Ruveni and he reveals something amazing. Says the Yalkut Ruveni, take the word Matatrain. If you take out the shell, you know what the shell of Matatron is? Tess, tess. What are you left with? Remine! Remine is the good of the Malach Matatron. And therefore, Elio said, you're right. If he's learning from the Remine, then we, I have to go to the Rebbe Shalom, and I'm going to tell the Rebbe Shalom from now on, we're going to say over the Torah of Reb Meir. So that's by way of introduction. What the Rimon advisory has to do with the great Tanner of Meir, Rav Meir's methodology of learning from Acher was Remind, Remind Matzai, Toichai Achal, Klipasai Zarak. Remind are the center letters of Matachon. Okay, so my Rabbi Sai, we begin today's shir, and uh, it hit me yesterday that if I just speak out what I told you to look at, then uh, you're going to say, okay, I knew that already. I already read, read that in the Sefer. So the Rav Sham gave me a new idea, Mamish, 24 hours ago. Lekavad the Chashva Olam Shkoyach. I see Rabbi Holzer over here. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Um, oh, Rabbi Blackman. Shalom Aleichem. Mamish, I feel at home. Uh, right before I left, I had a, a Chashva walk. Rabbi Blackman took me in the Pardes, and uh, we were touring. We went. Baruch Hashem, we were Yatsa B'Shalom. But uh, thank you very much to all the Chashva Rabbanim and the Chashva hosts. And uh, I see Rabbi Saul Creighton. That's just uh, on my screen and. Um, Rabbi Goldschmidt over here. Shalom Aleichem, everyone. I'm already getting homesick. Okay, back to the shir. There's a very interesting Gemara on Daf Yerches in Masech Avoy Dezara about the power of the Tanah Rameir. The Gemara tells us that Rabbi Hanina ben Tradyon, who is the father-in-law of Rameir, was uh, sort of imprisoned because he was learning Torah Barabim. And because of that, his daughter, the uh, the, the daughter 
of Rabbi Hanina ben Tradyoin was the sister-in-law of the great Tana Rameir. And we know Rameir was married to Bruria. And the sister of Bruria was taken to a base Zoinus to a brothel. And Bruria tells her husband one morning, uh, Mayor, do me a favor, go rescue my sister. Rameir says, you know, one place is not good for a rabbi to be hanging out is uh, the Makkah where your sister is. This is, this is not going to be a, a good thing. And Abruria said, let's go. The, the, you can't worry about your reputation. I need you to rescue my sister. So the Gemara says Rameir went in there. And to make a long story short, he goes to the warden of the jail and he says, I need you to rescue my sister-in-law. Here's the cash. And if anybody gives you a problem, I want you to say the Tefillah, Elaka, the mayor, Aneni, the God of Mayor will answer me. And sure enough, they sent dogs against the warden, and he said, And the rest was history. The tefillah was very effective. So the question is as follows. The Marsha asks, the famous Marsha, that this tefillah seems to be an inappropriate expression. Because to say as if God has designated his name on the Tanra Mayor seems to fly in the face of the rule that God does not associate his name with tzaddikim while they're alive. We just had in uh, these parashiyos, God would not say like, hey Abraham, like, hey Yaakov, only like, hey Yitzchak, because Yitzchak is blind, and assumes chashev kemes. But God does not associate his name with the right with the righteous even while they're alive, because you never know, a person is not secure until their last day. So therefore, how do we understand the tefillah elaka? The mayor Anini, how could Reb Meir associate, have God associate his name with him, Bechayav? And the Marsha basically answers that the Tfila El Akadameir Anini has nothing to do with the Tana Reb Meir per se, but what Reb Meir meant to say was, El the God, the Meir Lanu, who illuminated our lives in the times of Hanukkah, Anini, he should answer us. So, so to speak, the mantra of Reb Meir, was a Lakadameir Anini, not be, not that Mayor refers to him personally, but the God that illuminated our lives in the times of Hanukkah, he should illuminate our lives now. Save us from this tsara, help us out of this jam, help me find my lost keys, my lost socks. So Rameir would always invoke, the Marsha says, the power of Hanukkah, the light of Hanukkah. And what we'd like to investigate is what was Rameir's particular connection with Hanukkah, why was he always invoking Hanukkah? Whenever you're in a jam, God, you helped us in times of Hanukkah, help us now. God, you helped us in... Uh, wh- wh- why is Hanukkah always being referred to, always being invoked? Okay, now we come to my favorite part of the Sefer, Perak Yud Gimel, that's page Tzadi Beis. Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Daf The Gemara says as follows. The Shekhinah from the time of the Chorban, we made ten exiles, ten Golosim, says Gemara Rosh Hashanah, and Keneged, the ten exiles of the Shechina, the Sanhedrin, likewise made ten Golosim. What are they? The Sanhedrin went from the Lishkas HaGozos to the Chanos, to a certain store, to Yerushalayim, to Yavne, to Usha, back to Yavne, back to Usha, to Sharafram, to Beisha'arim, and then last stop, the last stop of the Sanhedrin, the last stop of the Shechina is none other than Tiberia. Says Rabbi Yochanan, Tiberia is the lowest point of the Golos, the lowest point of the Sanhedrin, the lowest point of the Shechina. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, umisham asidin li Gael.
If you want to know where will Mashiach reveal himself, where will the Messiah uh, make the big announcement? I'm here. It's time to come home. Mashiach is here. In which city will Mashiach reveal himself? In Sydney, in Melbourne, I know you guys have been finding it out for many years, but the Gemara says neither. It's not, it's not even Brooklyn. It's not even Williamsburg. Mashiach will reveal himself in the city of Tiberia. And we has, have to ask ourselves, this is the question of the Sefer, Emes Liyakov, from Yaakov Shaltiel Nino, one of the early Mikubalim. What is so important about the city of Tiberia that Rabbi Yochanan says Mashiach will reveal himself in Tiberia. In fact, the Chida asks that if you look in the Zayar, the Zayar says, not Tiberia, in the Galil, in the Galil, in, in the north of Israel. So the Chida says it's not a contradiction at all. The Galil is the general region. But if you want to know specifically in which city will Mashiach reveal himself, we, um, Talmud Bavli teaches us that Mashiach will reveal himself in the city of Tiberia, Haloi Davarhu, what is so important about the city of Tiberia? Certainly, Yerushalayim is holier than Tiberia. Tiberia is one of the four holy cities, but it doesn't compare to Jerusalem. Why the city of Tiberia? Furthermore, the Emes Yaakov cites the Yaakov Shemaini. The Yaakov Shemaini says the following very interesting expression. The Yaakov Shemaini says, To Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Tiberia mishalemes l'mashiach. Tiberia will complete the Messianic process. Tiberia will be Mashlim Mashiach. What exactly does this mean? Tiberia will be Mashlim Mashiach. Another interesting question. This is based on a question that Emes Liakov asks. Emes Liakov is busy trying to understand why Rabbi Akiva is buried in the city of Tiberia. So I would just like to add once, once we're analyzing why various Tanoim are buried, buried in different locations, let's try to understand why, in fact, is Rav Meir buried in the city of Tiberia? Why did he have to bury, uh, be buried there? Now, I don't know if I would have asked this question on my own. I don't know if I would have woke up in the morning and started darshaning why different Tanoim are, are buried in different places. But once the Emes Yaakov is discussing the significance of Rabbi Akiva being buried in the city of Tiberia, let's ask the same about the great Tana Rav Meir. Furthermore, if you, let's go back in uh, your Sefer to the Hakdama on page Zion. There is an amazing statement uh, brought by the Benish Chaim Masechta Rosh Hashanah. He quotes Rav Chaim Vital, namely that an amazing phenomenon about the great Tana Rav Meir is that Rav Meir, in contradistinction to any other Chacham who ever lived, was buried standing up. That Rav Chaim Vital teaches that the great Tana, Rav Meir, was amazingly buried standing up. Why? Why is that? Why was the great Tana, Rav Meir, buried standing up? Furthermore, another question. Question number five. There's a Yushalmi, quoted by the Emes Yaakov. The Yushalmi says that at the end of the life of Rav Meir, Rav Meir was ill. Where was he ill? Ba'asya, in Asia. Rav Meir went on a trip to Asia. And he was ill. He was, so to speak, on his deathbed. And he sent word to Eretz Yisrael, Ha Mashiachachoin didchoin. I am Mashiach. This is a Yushalmi. You probably forgot the Yushalmi and Klayim. So I'm here to remind you. The Yushalmi and Klayim says, Reb Meir had an announcement to make. Reb Meir says, I am Mashiach. And the question is, Rabbi Isai, if there's anything Rameir wasn't, 
He might have been the Tanakama, but he wasn't Mashiach. You know how we know he's not Mashiach? Because he doesn't come from Malchus Beis David. You know who he comes from? Rameir comes from Esav. In fact, Rabbi Isai, you know the famous drush, all the Svarim bring down, that in coming up Parsha, Parsha Vayishlach, Yaakov Avinu is about to encounter Esav. And the Pesach says, Vayira Yaakov Ma'od Vayetzelah. Yaakov Avinu was very afraid, and he was frightened. So Rashi wants to know, what was he scared of? What was he frightened? Vayira, says Rashi, Shema Yehareg. He was afraid lest he get killed by Esav. Vayetzelah, he was distressed. Shema Yaharoig Achirim, lest he kill others. Yaakov Avinu was afraid that he might kill others. Who were the others that he was afraid he might kill? He was afraid he might kill Esav. So the Mepharshim asked, the Mizrahi asked, so why doesn't Rashi just say he was afraid he was going to kill Esav? What's the significance of Shema Yaharoig Achirim? Actually, we have a whole chapter on this in the Sefer. And Bekitzer Nimras, the Svarim teach us, that if you look in the end of Masech Dahirias, there was a whole episode with Rav Meir and Rav Nassim. They were giving Rav Shimon Gamliel a hard time. So Rav Shimon Gamliel threw them out of the base medrash. And from here on, Rav Shimon Gamliel said, nobody stands up for them. And if anybody wants to say Torah over in the name of Rav Meir, we're going to call them Achirim. In other words, Rav Meir from here on is called Achirim. Now, Rabbi Isai, who did Rav Meir come from? You look in the Masech Gitin and the, the Gemara about the Churban Beis HaMikdash. The Gemara says right before they sent Vespasian, Titus, they sent Nero Kezar. And Nero Kezar is about to come and attack Yerushalayim, and he sends an arrow to the east, and it lands to Yerushalayim, he sends an arrow to the west, it lands to Yerushalayim, he sends an arrow to the north, an arrow to the south, it lands to Yerushalayim. He asks the kid, what's going to be? Please teach me a Pasuk. So the kid says, basically, Nero, you're in big trouble. God's going to carry out his will through you, and then he's going to wipe his hands with you, he's going to destroy you. So the Gemara says, Nero Kezar said, what? I'm going to be punished for this. Orak, he fled. Ozal, he left. Va'agayer, he converted. Venofak, mine, Rameir. Rameir came from Nero Kezar. So if Rameir came from Nero Kezar, Rameir came from Esau. Oh, says the Zichrain Shmuel, and says the Peninim Yukarim, and says Chavatel Sasharon, and says every safer under the sun, this is the oy, the soid of the words of Rashi, that Yaakov Avinu was afraid, Shema, Yaharoig, Achirim, he didn't care about Esav, but Yaakov Avinu realized how important Reb Meir is to Klal Yisrael, and he was afraid, Shema, Yaharoig, Achirim. He was afraid if he kills Esav, he's going to end up killing Reb Meir, there'll never be a Reb Meir. So, Reb Meir came from Esav. He did not come from David HaMelech. What in the world does Rameir mean, I am Mashiach? What does it mean, your Mashiach is coming? It's Mamish Sheker V'chazah. And finally, the Emes Yaakov cites a very interesting medrash. The medrash says, Asad Lavai, God is going to come to redeem the Jewish people, and the Malachi Hashores are going to begin to be Makatreg, the Jewish people, the Jewish people serve idols just like the Gentiles. So God's going to say, at least they don't murder. And the Malachim say, it's not true. The Jews are shoyv chedamim, just like the Umay Sa'ilam. So God's going to say, at least they're not Megala Arayas. And the Malachim are going to say, no, halalu Megala Arayas, halalu Megala Arayas. God's going to turn to the Malach Michal. He's going to say, Michal, defend them. 
And Michal is going to say, The Yalkut says, Michal will have nothing to say. Until the Rebbein Shalom will say, What do you mean? Klal Yisrael, give tzedakah. That Ad Khan Divrei Yalkut Shemayim. Asks the, ask the MSL Yaakov, Michal doesn't know that Klal Yisrael gives tzedakah? What, what, what did Michal know? Michal seemed to know everything else. Why didn't he know the Jewish people give tzedakah? And furthermore, the Goyim also give tzedakah. So if God says the Jewish people give tzedakah, why can't Michal, why can't the Malachi Asher say back, Why is tzedakah the big merit that will bail us out in the end of days? We come to the centerpiece of tonight's shir, and that is the Gemara and Kedushin Daflam and Vav. The Gemara brings the Brisa. The Gemara brings the famous Brisa. What are the Jewish people to Klal Yisrael? What is our uh, to the Rebbeinu Shlaimim? What is our relationship with the Rebbeinu Shlaimim? And the Gemara says, Rabbi Huda says, it depends if we misbehave, if we act up. God says, I don't know who they are. They're my servants. I'm not related to them. But when we act like God's children, then we're God's children. And the Gemara says that this is not the opinion of Rameir. Rameir's opinion is, we go back to Parak Aleph and the Sefer, if you want to see the Gemara inside. The Gemara tells us, Rameir holds, Benkach u Benkach Nikraim Vanim. That regardless what we do, regardless how we behave, regardless how we act, it doesn't matter what our behavior is, we are always considered the children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Rameir marshals four psukim to support his viewpoint. First, Reb Meir says, Shenemar banim schalem heima. We're foolish children. And then Reb Meir marshals a pasuk, banim loy emon bam. Even though we don't believe in God, we're still his children. And then Reb Meir marshals a pasuk, banim mashchisim. Even though we're corrupt, we're destructive, we're still his children. And then finally, Reb Meir marshals the pasuk, b'nei keelchai. We are the beloved children of HaKadosh Baruch. And the Gemara wants to know, why did Rameir have to cite so many psukim? And the Gemara says, because you might say, only when we act foolish are we the children of Hashem. But not when we are corrupt. So not when we don't believe in Hashem. Not when we serve Abayi Zarah. So the Gemara cites the Pasuk, Banim Sechalim, foolish children. But maybe not when we are absolutely corrupt. No, even when you're corrupt, Banim Ashchisim. So you say, okay, maybe we're always the children of Hashem, but maybe we're called shlechte kindalach. Maybe we're called bad children. No, Rameir says, even when you don't believe in God and you worship idols and you're absolutely corrupt, you're called zisa, tayra, kindalach. You're called beloved children of Hashem. B'nei kelchai. Marvara Abayisai. Who do we paskin like in this machlokes? So we already mentioned in the beginning of this year, that we don't paskin like Rav Meir, because the rabbis had no idea what he's talking about. He's too deep for us. Nevertheless, the Rajba writes in his Chuvais in Kuftsadi Dalit and Reish Membez that even though we don't paskin like Rav Meir, this is the one exception to the rule. When it comes to what we are considered to the Rebbeinu Shalom, we do paskin like Rav Meir, and we are always considered the children of Hashem. Why do we paskin like Rav Meir in this Machlaikas and nowhere else? Says the Rajba, Kroi Kadaiki Kivasayu. 
because the psukim are mashma like shitas rameir that no matter what banim scholim banim loy emon bam banim mashchisim b'nei kelchai even though we never paskin like rameir but rameir is advocated by the psukim of the Torah. I'm going to share with you very quickly five reasons that are brought in the Rishonim and Achreinim why this Machlaikus we paskin like Rameir. So the Rajba says because the Psukim defend him. The Emes Liyakov writes that since the Gemara brings the Brisa that is Shakal Vitari in Shitas Rameir, it tries to understand and dissect Rameir's opinion. It does not comment on Rabbi Huda. That indicates that we paskin like Rav Meir. The Rambam's father, Rabino Maimon, writes that we paskin like Rav Meir. So, Rabbi Hudalib Maimon wrote comments on the, the writings of the Rambam's father. He says another reason why we paskin like Rav Meir in this Machlokes, and that is because typically Rav Meir is the Tanakama. He's the first Tana. But in this Brisa, first Rabbi Huda is quoted, and then Rav Meir, indicating Rav Meir has the final word, and we paskin like Rav Meir. Here's a fourth reason why we pass in like Romer. This is Mamish Oyem Venoira. Comes the Emes Liyakov and is quoted by the Ben Yehoyada. And he says, why don't we usually pass in like Romer? Because we have no idea what he's talking about. We, cannot, we could not plumb the depth of the logic of Romer. We cannot be oymed on the logic of Romer. It's too deep for us. It's too profound for us. But says the Emes Liyakov, you know when it's an issue that we can't understand the Shita of Rameir? That's when it's something relevant to us. But if it's something with, which is relevant to the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if it's not, if it's Noigeya HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then one thing is for sure. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yoyred L'Soivdaita de Rameir. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu fully appreciates and understands the depth of the reasoning of Rameir. And since whether we are the children of Hashem, is noigea to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is relevant to the domain and realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu certainly understands the depth of the Shita of Rameir. Therefore, when it comes to what our relationship is with Hashem, we paskin like Rameir. In fact, the Satmar Rebbe and the Divrei Yoyal has an incredible interpretation. We say in the Rosh Hashanah davening, Hayoyim Haras Oilam. Today's the birthday of the world. Hayam Yamid Bamishbad Kol Yitsure Oila. Imkibanim Im Kavadim. If we're like children or if we're like Avadim. Imkibanim Rachamenu Krachimov Avadim. If we're like children, have mercy on us like children. The Imka Avadim and if we're like Avadim, Ineinu Lachatlu Yais. Then our eyes hinge on you. Achet Chaninu Fesoitzi Karmashatinu Ayam Kadash until you have mercy on us. Ask the Samar Rebbe, what do you mean, Im Kabanim Im Kavadim? Which one? Don't we paskin like Rabbi Huda? Don't we always paskin like Rabbi Huda? And if we don't, then we paskin like Rameir. What exactly is the suffix over here? And Im Kibanim, if we're like children, have mercy on us. And if we're like Avadim, then we're dependent on you. And if we're Banim, we're not dependent on you. Why are we only dependent on God if we're Avadim? So he says very Pashat. There's a famous Machloikis, Rabbi Huda and Rameir. Are we God's servants or are we like His children? Now if we act like Hashem's children, even Rabbi Yehuda is maskim, then we're His children. So we say like this, God Almighty, Im Kibanim, if we act like children, then Rachamenu Karachim Mavabanim, you have to have mercy on us as if we be your children. 
But if we're naughty boys, and Rabbi Huda would say, we're not banim, we're avadim, and you're going to say, we banish them, we paskin like Rabbi Huda, we say to you, no, we don't. This is not only relevant to us, this is relevant to you, like the Emes Yaakov writes. So our eyes hinge on you to paskin that in this instance, we don't paskin like Rabbi Huda. Because even though we're acting like Avodim, but since this is a machlokes that's relevant to you, einenu lechad teluyos atchet chanenu v'soytzi karmish matenu ayom kadosh. And finally, here is a fifth reason why we paskin like Reb Meir in this machlokes, and that is a wondrous comment of Reb Avadi Yosef in his parish on Perkei Avos Anaf Eitz now, Lior told me 45 minutes. So at 6.15, or 9.15, uh, 10.15 your time, the shear is over. But I'm going to be immediately starting again. So if you want it to end, it's over. I have no tinnitus. I know it's a long day. You could go to sleep. So the shear is over in five minutes. And it will immediately continue for a little bit longer. Um, but uh, anybody who has to go, I know, I know how it feels. Okay. But the fifth reason is, Rabbi Isai, Rabbi Yosef cites the Gemara and Baba Basra. The Gemara tells us in Baba Basra, there was a man by the name of Tornus Rufus, and he tells Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, you know, how do you guys give tzedakah? You Jews, you're always giving tzedakah. Wherever you turn, there's another appeal. Tzedakah, tzedakah, tzedakah. I don't understand. You believe in God. God decreed that this poor man should not have any food, should not have any money. If you're going to give him tzedakah, so you're contravening the gezerah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What is this analogous to? A king who makes a decree about a, his servant that he should be an ani, he should be poor, nobody should support him, nobody should supply him. If somebody sneaks into the prison cell and gives food to the ani, he's a moir b'malchus off with his head. And you guys are the avodim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says Rabbi Akiva, Tornus Rufus, you're a lamdin, but bad mashal. I'll give you another analogy. There was a king who told, got angry at his son, and he said, nobody feed my son, and he imprisoned his son. And someone sneaks into the prison cell and feeds the son. What will be the repercussions of the person who snuck into the prison cell to feed his son? Says Rabbi Akiva, the king will award him handsomely. Clearly, says Rabbi Vadya, Rabbi Akiva is paskening that we are always banim la makoim, even when we're in Enois and Ritzayin Rishamakoim. So clearly Rabbi Akiva is paskening like Rav Meir, says Rav Avadia. So even though there's a rule that when there's a machlekes Rav Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, but here Rabbi Akiva agrees to Rav Meir. And halacha ke Rabbi Akiva mechaveirav. The halacha is like Rabbi Akiva against Rabbi Yehuda. And certainly in this instance, it's Rabbi Akiva and Rav Meir against Rabbi Yehuda. So it's yachid verabim halacha karabim. Says Rabbi Vadya, you know why the Rajba paskins like Rabbi Meir in this machlokes? Because Rabbi Akiva savar kevasei, Rabbi Akiva holds like him. By the way, could it be? Could it be? If you look in Pirkei Avos, who is the Bal Hamemra? Chavivin Yisrael shenikru banim lamakaim. You know who the Bal Hamemra is Rabbi Akiva. But amazingly, if you look in Avos, the Rav Nasan Paraklamites. Brisa Aleph, you know who the Baal HaMemra of Chavivin Yisrael Shenikru Banam Lamakam is? Rev Meir. Ask the Binyan Yehoshua, it's a stira. 
Who said we're always the children of Hashem? Is it Rabbi Akiva like in Pirkei Avos? Is it is it Rav Meir like in Avos? Rav Nason says the Binyan Rabbi Yeshua. Binyan Yeshua. Rav Meir learned the idea from his Rebbe, Rabbi Akiva. So after Rabbi Akiva taught it, Rav Meir mastered it. So in Avos it's Rabbi Akiva. In Avos Rav Nason it's Rav Meir. So for you uh, Remez lovers out there, listen to this one. The Arizal writes: Where is there a Remez to Rabbi Akiva in the Torah? Vateshev be'eson kashtai vayafoizus roye yadav mide avir Yaakov avir Yaakov that Rizal says is oisiyos Rebbe Akiva, but the very next words are misham roye even Yisrael misham roye even Yisrael. Chassam Soifer writes Rashi Tevois Meir. Amazing how these two Ramazim come together. The same remez in the Torah to Rabbi Akiva, Avir Yaakov, the very next words are the remez to Rabbi Meir, Midei Amisham Raya Evan Yisrael. So Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Meir are, so to speak, the tandem who paskins for all time that we are always Banam Lamakim. Now, here's an interesting idea. According to Rabbi Huda, if we don't do the will of God, which mitzvah are we not allowed to do? The Parshas Drachim writes that from the Gemara and Baba Basra we just quoted, it would come out that Rabbi Yehuda holds, Bizman when we are not doing the will of God, you cannot give tzedakah. Because a Jew then would be an Eved, and you cannot feed an Eved if the Melech says the Eved should not have food. How are we allowed to give tzedakah, says the Parshas Drachim? We're only allowed to give tzedakah because we paskin like Rav Meir that kach u kach that regardless what we do, regardless how we act, doesn't matter, respect of how we behave, we are always the children of Hashem and even when we're in Oisin Ritzon HaShamakim we could still give tzedakah to another Jew because a Jew is your brother, is a child of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It doesn't matter what they do. They keep Shabbos, they don't keep Shabbos. They could be not bechlal amisecha, but they're still banim lamakoim. Says the Emes Yaakov, in the end of days, God is going to come and redeem the Jewish people. The Yibam will say, 2,000 years is enough. I want to bring the Jewish people back to Israel. I want to redeem them. And the Malachim say, not so fast. They're murderers. They're Megala Arayos. So God's going to turn to Michal, and Michal's, and God's going to say, "New, no, defend them." And Michal knows the one mitzvah he cannot invoke is tzedakah, because who says we're the children of Hashem? Who says, Reb Meir? But we always pass him like Rabbi Huda. Reb Meir, Rabbi Huda, halachik Rabbi Huda. So the Malach Michal is mamish silenced. Now maybe you'll say, "But what do you mean? We brought so many reasons that we pass him like Reb Meir." Says the Emes Yaakov, there's a halachic principle called kimli. Meaning, if you want money that's in my pocket, and I'm a muhsuk on the money, then I don't care if you say that we paskin that I should give you the money. I'm holding the money, and I could say, kimli, I paskin like the shita, I don't owe you the money. There's a halacha in monetary law that if you're holding on to something, if you're a muhsuk, you have a right to say, I paskin like the opinion that the money belongs to me. So you know what the Goyim are going to say to God? God, 
We are muchsuk on Klal Yisrael and the Golas. We're muchsuk on the Jewish people in Melbourne. We're muchsuk on the Jewish people in Sydney. We're muchsuk on the Jewish people in Flatbush, in Borough Park, in Williamsburg, in Muncie. And God, you want to redeem the Jewish people? What merit do they have? Tzedakah? Tzedakah is not a merit. Tzedakah is a sin. God says it's a sin? Yeah. We hold, like Rabbi Huda, that the Jewish people are the slaves, the servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if you're the servants of Hashem, tzedakah is not only not a zechus, it's an avera. It's a merida b'malchus. Chesed l'umim chatas. So God says, what are we going to do? Where am I going to bring Mashiach? In Williamsburg, I'm going to bring Mashiach. In Williamsburg, uh, the Goyim are going to say, Kimli like Rabbi Huda. I'm going to bring Mashiach in Melbourne. There are good, nice people there in Melbourne. There's a lot of Torah. In Sydney, you have great Rabbonim. But what are you going to do? The Goyim are going to say, We hold like Rabbi Huda. Kimli like Rabbi Huda. So the Rabbani Shalom is going to say, Not so fast. There's only one city in the world that I could bring Mashiach. Because in that city, there's a law in Halacha that we always paskin like the Mara da Asra. The Knesset Hagdola brings a, a, a principle in Psak. The Halacha follows the rabbi of the town. Who is the rabbi in Tiveria? The rabbi in Tiveria, the Mara da Asra of Tiveria, is Rameir. And Rameir holds Benkach or Benkach Nekorambanu. And therefore, even though in every other city in the world it would be impossible for the Rebbe Hashem to bring Geula, says the Emes Yaakov, the reason why Mashiach will be revealed in Tiveria is because the Mara, the Asra of Tiveria is Rabbi Akiva who holds Benkach u Benkach Nekroim Banim and the Rebbe Hashem could invoke the Zuchus of Tzedakah. But I think the deeper meaning is that at the end of the day, when the Rebbe Hashem is going to have to yank us out of the Golas, it's not going to be so pasha that we deserve it, that we earn it. It's going to be kimet seischa me'aretz mitzrayim arenu neflois. God's going to have to pull us out of Golos. We're going to be eiroim ve'eria. We're going to be memteshare toma. And the zechus that we have and is we're the kinderlach of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So when the umay sa'olam say that people, those people, God's going to say, "What do you mean those people? They're my zisa taira kinderlach." But we don't paskin we're always the children of Hashem, do we? In the city of Tiveria, where Reb Meir is the Marada Asra of Tiveria, we always paskin we are the children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if you're going to have any doubts about that, the Rebbe Hashem says, I've orchestrated that Rabbi Akiva is also buried in Tiveria. So these two great luminaries for all time will stand up. And in that Makayim will establish Benkach u Benkach Nekraim Banim. Says the Emes Yaakov, cited by the Ben Yehoyada. That's what Rameir meant that I'm Mashiach. He didn't mean he personally is Mashiach. He doesn't come from David Amach. He meant his worldview is what is the foundation of the coming of Mashiach. Namely, we are always the beloved children of Hashem. That's what the Emes Yaakov says it means. Tiveria is Mishalemes the Mashiach. That's what Rameir meant. I am Mashiach. And this is the deeper meaning of why Mashiach will have to be revealed in the Galil, but not only the Galil, but in the holy city of Tiveria. And the merit of Tzedakah will be invoked in the Zuchus of the holy Tana Rameir. This is the reason why 
Reb Meir is buried standing up. Says the Ben Yehoyada, because it is his merit that stands up for Klal Yisrael until the great day that the Yibbam Shalom will redeem and be Goyal, the Jewish people. Reb Meir, so to speak, is buried standing. The allegorical meaning of that is the merit of Reb Meir literally is oimed for Klal Yisrael until the, in the end of time. Because in the last days, it is his suchos that is oimed for Klal Yisrael. By the way, that's why when we give tzedakah, the Emes Yaakov says, why are we always giving tzedakah? Because What's Reb Meir got to do with tzedakah? It's only because of shitas Reb Meir that we're entitled and allowed to give tzedakah. Because according to Reb Yehuda, this is not a mitzvah that you could be doing. You can only give tzedakah, the shita of Reb Meir, Now, Reb Chaim Falaji writes, an astounding comment, it's brought in the Hakdama. I don't know how I... Hashem gave this to me. I just stumbled across it. Rav Chaim Falaji writes in the Moed L'Cholchai that a Jew is obligated never to be Mesiach Das from the Tana Rameir Balanes. And I was very taken by this expression, very taken by this language. Why do we always have to think about Rameir? I mean, is it, does it say anywhere we always have to think about Ram Gamliel, Rav Tarfain, uh, Rabbi Yeshua, there's a mitzvah always to think about Rameir, but perhaps the deeper meaning is to think about the worldview of Rameir. The Tano Rameir is what brings down to the world, what establishes the concept that we, no matter what, are bonim lamokim. That is why Yaakov Avinu was so afraid. Shema Yaroi Gachirim. Yaakov understood the vital necessity of Rameir. By the way, this is incredible. In light of the fact that Yaakov was encountering Esav, Rabbi Chanan Vasaman writes, Yaakov's encounter with Esav is a representation and the Masav is similar of the Ikvesa de Mashiach, the period of time right before the coming of Mashiach. And in that context, Yaakov Avinu was afraid. Shema Yaro Gachirim. Yaakov understood that the Ikvesa de Mashiach and the period of time right before Mashiach comes. If there's one individual, he has to preserve and he has to safe keep and he has to guard and he has to be so careful that he doesn't infringe on it, he doesn't damage and he doesn't cause to go lost. It's the Achirim, it's Rameir because the Ikvasa, the Meshicha, as Yaakov, as Klaiso is returning to Eretz Yisrael, we must ensure and preserve the concept that Bonim Atem Lashem Aleikechem. And especially in our times when we're undergoing a very difficult challenge and a very difficult ordeal. And so to speak, we look at the world and it's, you know, coming apart at the seams. And sometimes we think to ourselves, what is going to be with us? Does Riban Shalom still love us? Where is the Ava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? But in the end of days, the Ikvah Sada Mashiach, you have to be so scared. Shema Yaharoig Achirim. It is so important for us. Always, Never to forget about Rameir. Don't ever lose focus from the great Tana Rameir. That we have to wake up every single morning and review and integrate and focus on this great principle. Namely, that if you want to know what does Rebbe Hashem think about me? What does Rebbe Hashem think about Klal Yisrael? Right now, the Rebbe Hashem is having such Ahava to you such powerful love 
even greater than the love that you may have to your son, the Yibbam Shem right now is emanating, engendering such deep, profound ahava to you. Rabbi Kivega writes, where in the davening do we express our love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu? In the beginning of Shema, what do we say right before that? Baruch Atah Hashem, Haboicher Yisrael Bi'ahava. Says Rabbi Akiva Eger, there's no coincidence that right before we express our love for Hashem, we dem- we declare God's love for us. Because it's Kemayim Panim El Panim. The more we recognize, the more we focus on, the more we feel, Haboicher Bi'amoy Yisrael Bi'ahava. And not just to Klal Yisrael collectively, to every single individual, the Chavetz Chaim writes that the greatest love in this world is not a love of a father to a child or a husband to a wife or a child to a parent. The greatest love in this world is Adam La'atzmai, the, um, the love we have for ourselves. It says the Chavetz Chaim, even greater than the love we have for ourselves is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us. And therefore, the Chidar writes, and it's in the uh, opening of the Sefer, this is my favorite part. The Chidar writes, Haloizeh HaDavar, it is well known. Kvar Noida, it is an established principle. Asher Pinas Yikras Yisoid Musad Laadas Yisrael Mimetzayim Yadhina. The cornerstone principle of the Jewish people. From the day God took us out of Egypt until today, Heyois Yisrael B'nei Kelchai is the fact that the Klal Yisrael are the living children of Hashem. And just to conclude this time for real, who more than any other nation tried to destroy that feeling that we have that we are children of Hashem? It is a nation that tried to obliterate the three mitzvahs that testify we are the children of Hashem. Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos, the Chida writes, the fact that a Jew could keep Shabbos, how could you keep Shabbos? Shabbos is the scepter of the king. Someone who uses the scepter of the king is marred by Malchus, but we could use the scepter of the king. We could keep Shabbos because we are the children of Hashem. Mila, the Zoyar says, demonstrates we are the children of Hashem. Chodesh, the fact that Bezdin could be Mechadesh, the new, new moon, and it could be wrong decision, and God will go along with it. That demonstrates we are the children of Hashem. The Chidar writes, and the Bnei Yisachar quotes in many places, the mitzvahs of Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos demonstrate we are the children of Hashem. What does it mean we're the children of Hashem? We're a chilek mimal. Our spiritual DNA, the same way when you have a, a son, when you have a child, the father gives over the, the DNA, the genetic code to the child. The genetic code, the spiritual genetic code of the neshama of a Jew is chilek elokah mimal. On our spiritual DNA, it is imprinted divinity, godliness. But the Yavanim said, Ein lachem chilek b'lekei Yisrael. You guys, you are not the children of Hashem. You're just like anybody else. No chaydesh, no mila, no Shabbos. But in essence, Ein lachem chilek b'lekei Yisrael. The Shabbos. Shabbos mevarchem kislev. So when God made the miracle of Hanukkah, what light did He shine on the world? The light of V'yachar kein bo'u banecha ledver Ask the Bnei Yisachar, what's the emphasis? V'yachar kein bo'u banecha. 
The answer is the Yivanim wanted us to feel we are Ein Lachem Chelek Perlekei Yisrael. We are not the children of Hashem. So the light of Hanukkah, the miracle of Hanukkah, the oil of Hanukkah is the R, the great light of Bonim Atem Lashem Lekeichem. And therefore, how, sir, how significant it is. Which Tana was always tapping into the light of Hanukkah and always praying, God, you bailed us out. In the times of Hanukkah, you demonstrated for us that we are in fact your children in the times of Hanukkah. Bail us out today. Rav Meir was always busy with Hanukkah. Rav Meir, de Meir Anini. God, you showed us in the times of Hanukkah the Yivanim were wrong, that we could keep Chodesh, we could keep Shabbos, we keep, could keep Mila. We are in fact Chilek Eleikamimal. That's why it was Rav Meir's Aneni. And But we know the Rabbi Mechai writes in the Kanakema, Hanukkah is the beginning of the light of the Geula Shlema. It's the Chinuch of the third Beit HaMikdash. And therefore Rav Meir, who says about himself, he is the Mashiach, because it is in his merit that Mashiach will come. He would always be Mespalel. de Meir. The God who began to bring the light of Bonim Atem Lashem Lekechem in the miracle of Hanukkah, and you began to show us the glory of the redemption. Aneni, please shine that light as brightly as you possibly can and show the world and show Klal Yisrael how deeply you love us, how powerful your love is to us. That we are benkach u benkach. It doesn't matter 2021. It doesn't matter how acute the pandemic is. Every morning we have to wake up and feel the intense burning love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Klal Yisrael and to each and every one of us. And Be'ezus Hashem, we are mispalel. Alaka, the mayor, Anevi, the Yibam should in fact shine this light so brightly on the Jewish people, and we should be zoicha to the great day of the coming of the redemption. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, and uh, just to join together with you this morning, it was such a great ni'imos, and uh, such an achas ruach, and bracha v'hatzlacha, kol tov salam. Shkayach. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully, uh, our tefillos will be answered and the Mashiach will come and we'll be, all be in the same time zone, right? Well, Tia, Shkoyach, everyone for coming, especially to the Chashiv Rabbanim. And uh, thank you again, Lior and Evan and Gary for uh, hosting and sponsoring the share. Shkoyach. Okay. Have a good evening, everybody. Good night, good night. Good night. Rally Blackman, how are you? You're muted. Uh, Leor, how do we get Rally Blackman on? Oh, how you doing? I see uh, Gary, Gary Masko, Shalom Aleichem, and Saul, Shalom Aleichem, how are you everyone?
Gary, we just finished Tarma Devara, so uh, we have to get you the sheets, right? Okay. Rabbi, Shalom Aleichem. Thank, thank you, thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. How are you, Rabbi Blackman? I was thinking while you were talking that um, it's interesting, the mitzvah of Tzedakah sounds like it's a specific mitzvah that Davka applies to that part of Klal Yisrael that doesn't really have the schus. And you have to, because it's a mitzvah that you can just do, you can be a choyte all your life and listen in one shot. You can be koina oilen mo achas just by giving Tzedakah. The Roshay Tevos of koina Oh. oh, very good. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, sure. I mean, giving tzedakah, why? Because giving tzedakah shows where Banu Mamakayim. It sort of represents the Klal Yisrael coming back through that door, but it's the Klal Yisrael that can't rely on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the so-called, uh, the, the work of, a, of, a, of an Ebed Hashem. You, 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 you don't have the schus because you haven't been engaged long enough. So it's like that story with Rebbe. He's the guy, you know, in one shot, he's Koina Olamoy. The person gives Tzedakah, it's one shot. So maybe it represents that other side of the Kali Sol that's coming through the door. And uh, Sweet. So the whole thesis of Rabbi Akiva being the so-called Miyaseid of such an Indian, that Bainkach of Enkach, a Yid can come through the door via Tzedakah, is like a... Sweet, sweet. There's also, there's an interesting... Um, the Gemara bring there are a few Gemaras where Reb Meir seems to be very harsh on uh, the Choytim about. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, the, I'm putting that Gemara aside. There, there, there's Gemara, you know, of shepherds of Behemadaka. So Reb Yehuda says you could bring them up. Reb Meir says like you know, yeah, let them stay and die. The Reb Meir in a few places seems to be very harsh on the Choytim. So. You know, the Bin Yehoshua wanted to answer that Rabbi Kiva is the Baal HaMemra of Banim, and then Rameir learned it from Rabbi Kiva. But wanted to suggest that maybe Rameir got it from Buria. In other words, Mamish and all of Shas Rameir is very harsh on the Chaitim. So where did he get the, the, the Yesoid of Banim from? Maybe Buria taught it to him. You know, in other words, and he was Makabel the Das of Buria. We've seen the Gemara Brachas, he was Makabel Hershita. And uh, he integrated it. What's interesting is that Parshas Vayishlach, after Yaakovinu, you know, he's afraid Shemayarag Achirim. So you have the episode of um, Dina and Shechem, and the Archaim Hakadosh over there, he Ruchanani ben Tradyon. So it's almost like Yaakov Avinu says we need Reb Meir, but Reb Meir without Bruria is not going to do us any good because he's he's not so good. Pashat on the Chaitim, you know. So we got to save Bruria also. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. How did you? What motivated your engagement with the Sukkah? In other words, the whole. I don't know about. I don't know. Like a couple years ago, um, I'll tell you. I started with the following idea. Uh, this is the exception to the rule that we're Banim Lamakayim. So I started coming up with other exceptions. One of them was that uh, how much of Megillah Esther do you have to read? Uh, Rabbi Huda says from Balayla. Rameir says you have to read the whole thing. Yeah? And I saw one of the Achorinam S. So this is another exception to the rule. But I found the Chsam Soifer that the reason why Reb Meir holds you have to read the whole Megillah is 
the, the, the greatest miracle of Purim was even when we were sinning at the time of the Suda, and we were mashchisim and scholim, even then Hashem is mechim the Yeshua. That's why you have to read the whole Megillah. So I said, hey, that's, it's mamish the same machlikis. It's toli zebazet. It's not two different exceptions. It's the same thing. So I don't know. That led me to... Okay, nice to see everyone. Thank you very much. Sagavenched, all the best, and uh, hope to be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. Which which Rabbi is it? Who is this? Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for hosting. Thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Brachavatsachak. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Rab Adam, how are you? Shalom Aleichem. Did you send me a message the other day? I'm trying. Everyone's muted. Yes, hi. Hi, how are you? I'll send you an email. Okay, Shkayach, thank you. Thanks for the share, it's great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice to see you. And uh, Evan and Gary, I don't see you. Gary, how are you doing? Shalom Aleichem. Thanks for making this happen. Shkayach. Um, I, I just want to tell you, it was a great miracle that the Safer's farm arrived by you. <laughs> Because I wasn't sure how to do it, and uh, the person who shipped, they I think they forgot to do the customs. So, in the zchus of the Rameir, the, the Svarim arrived. I was, wa- I was watching it, the FedEx gave tracking, so I was watching it. It went to Memphis, Tennessee, and then to uh, Honolulu, and then to, to one place in Australia, so... Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, we got, we, we got there. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, much for the, that vote on Rimon. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> you know, I said to Lior, we're going to put it on our website. That's right. I'm going to the next book. Can you make it on Rimon? <laughs> Rosh Hashanah time, I could give a shir on Rimon, but... Uh... <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, thank you. Where's, um, where's Evan? I, I didn't see him. Oh, send my best regards. Hello. Say hello. Okay. Thanks so much, Rabbi. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Leo, sorry I went overtime. I couldn't help it, you know? Oh, Shalom. Thank you for that message. That was a very nice... Uh, it gave me a lot of chizuk. Shkoyach. He has it on his own. He doesn't need me. Yeah, he does. Does. No, no, no. Thank you so much. It was Gishmak and thank you for going over time. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Call to.
Okay. Be well, everyone. Have a good day. Baruch Have a good day. Bye-bye. <clears throat>